It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Monday, November 22nd, 2021 edition of the Heartland at Noon. It's brought to you by Purpose Financial and Heritage Insurance, working together to serve you better. Coming up on the show today, the latest on COVID-19, the latest stats. Also, vaccines for children. Roll it out soon. I've got that story for you. This is Addictions Awareness Week. Several local organizations will come together to host an information session about the current drug trends in Moose Jaw tonight, including the Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. Chair Mary Lee Booth will join us to tell us more. Hawks Agro, which operates under the umbrella of the GGL Livestock Group, excited to tell customers about expansion. We'll visit with Derek Freeman from Hawks Agro. Speaking of agro, Agribition is underway at Everest Place in Regina. Safe travels if you're heading into the show. Of course, proof of vaccination and masking comes into play as per public health orders. All the details are at agribition.com. And CEO Chris Lang will join us on the Heartland at noon today. That's all straight ahead. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. Moose Jaw is rich in culture, and the city of Moose Jaw's Parks and Recreation Department is looking to capitalize on that by creating a culture plan. The city began the multi-year project back in June with city council's approval. Director of Parks and Recreation Derek Blay says the key for this is to be an action plan. So there are going to be some key deliverables um, that are coming from the plan that we're going to be able to action right away. And it's not just going to be city initiatives, it's going to be community-led initiatives. It's going to be initiatives led by the, the organizations that are sitting around our project planning team table, um, but also any other organizations that come through throughout the process. Currently, a project planning team of over 15 organizations are working to compile an inventory of cultural resources throughout the city. The jolly man in the red suit is coming back to Moose Jaw. The Santa Claus Parade will ride through the city at 6 p.m. on November 27th, 28th, and December 4th and 5th. The parade will mostly be following along with a transit bus route. Corey Olofsson, member of the Moose Jaw Kinsman Club, says people will be able to follow the parade using their phones. Santa will have a pin on him that night, so as we are on our, once we start the parade route, if you go on our Facebook page, you can see where we're at and kind of follow our route there, so that's another way you can track to where we're at each night. The first parade on the 27th will start with the Christmas tree light-up at the Kinsman Centre. You might be able to spot coyotes a little bit more easily now that snow is on the ground. But hopefully you can spot them from far away, outside of cities where they can cause a lot of trouble. Senior Conservation Officer Lindsay Laco details some of what you can do to keep the coyotes away. If you're to you know, encounter a coyote, you want to just make sure that the experience is going to be unpleasant for the coyote. So make it feel unwelcome, you know, yell at it, make yourself appear a lot larger. You know, if you've got rocks or stuff like that, you know, throw rocks at it in hopes of scaring it away. Laco reminds everyone to never feed wild animals. Moose Jaw City Council will be presented with the City of Moose Jaw Climate Action Plan tonight. 
and the plans to replace the Phyllis Dewar outdoor pool. A petition will be presented to council in hopes of saving the Cottle Street Bridge. The petition has 255 signatures from concerned citizens. Pickleball Moostraw will be presenting to council with plans to construct six outdoor courts at the Kinsman Sportsplex. Also on the docket will be the third quarter financial report and the future municipal solid waste concept plan. Check out discovermoostraw.com for full coverage of tonight's meeting. The Moostraw Police Service is asking the public's help in locating a man wanted on warrants. 30-year-old Justin Louis Gordon is wanted on charges of assault with a weapon, mischief, and theft. He's described as 5'8 and weighs 170 pounds. Anyone with information on Gordon's whereabouts is asked to contact the Moose Jaw Police Service, Crime Stoppers, or leave a tip on the Crime Stoppers P3 Tips app. 6.4% of drivers in Saskatchewan are 19 or younger, and SGI is teaming up with these youth to talk about safe driving. Communications consultant with SGI Heather Anderson says they are currently distributing teen driver resource guides to local high school students and youth groups. Anderson details the importance of connecting with teen drivers. Youth play a critical role in influencing positive behaviors among their peers. So we really want to help equip teens with the tools they need to practice safe driving habits and also encourage their friends and even their family members to follow the rules of the road. So educating teens is so important because the habits that they learn now really will last them the rest of their driving careers. Areas of focus for teen drivers include staying focused on the road, speeding, and impairment. There were 62 new confirmed cases of COVID-19 reported in the province yesterday, along with 181 recoveries and one new death. 44 cases are considered active in the south-central zone, 150 people are hospitalized, and 36 are in the ICU. Of the new cases, 5 are in the south-central zone, 8 are in Saskatoon, and 8 are in Regina. There are currently 1,047 active cases in the province. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is down 96 points. The Dow Jones is up 240 points. The NASDAQ is down 108 points. And the Canadian dollar is down at 0.78 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. Government House Leader Mark Holland is warning that the Liberals won't tolerate any political shenanigans to stall their legislative agenda. MPs returning to the House of Commons are being told they have until just before the holidays to approve billions in new pandemic aid for businesses. Before debate on policy can begin, the parties must decide on whether to implement a hybrid model for Parliament or a purely in-person approach. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh says Canadians already pay too much for internet service, and he believes if Rogers is allowed to buy Shaw, it will only make things worse. The CRTC opened hearings today into the $26 billion deal. Some provinces are already starting to book appointments with the arrival of pediatric doses of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine in the country. Manitoba parents could start booking their children's shots as of this morning, with some getting inoculated as early as this week. Ontario parents can start making appointments for their 5 to 11-year-olds tomorrow morning. 
Saskatchewan plans to start vaccinating children on Wednesday at places including schools, libraries and community centres. And a weekend video call between International Olympic Committee officials and Chinese tennis player Peng Shui is raising more questions about her health and safety. Peng disappeared almost three weeks ago after she accused a senior Chinese official of sexual assault. A short statement issued by the IOC offered few details and no follow-up on her allegations, leading to increasing criticism on top of calls for a boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics. I'm Pam Fedek. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Peacock Collegiate Senior Girls are 4A high school volleyball champions. Peacock beat Martinsville and rival Central Collegiate on the way to the championship match where they beat North Battleford's John Paul 2, two sets to one. Peacock coach Krista Caplet tells us the girls had their share of ups and downs during the tournament, but everything came together in the championship match. You know, to get a medal is, is a big accomplishment, but to see them play the best that they can play at that point in time, that was really the, the true reward in that game. Awesome. Way to go, girls. We'll have more on that story on discovermoosejaw.com later today. Moose Jaw Warriors lost both of their games on the weekend, although they were in them till the end. They lost 4-2 uh, Friday night in Brandon and then dropped a 4-2 decision to the Regina Pants here in Moose Jaw on Saturday. So the Warriors now 7-10-0-1. The 1 is a shootout loss, so they get a point for that. That's good for fifth place in the Western Hockey League's Eastern Conference. Their next game, Wednesday night in Prince Albert, and then a home-and-home home set with the Broncos, Friday in Swift Current and Saturday at Mosaic Place. The U18 Warriors split a pair with Yorkton on the weekend right here in Moose Jaw. Our guys with a 7-3 win on Saturday but dropped a 5-4 decision yesterday. The AAAs will host Notre Dame Hounds tomorrow night. The CFL's regular season all done. The playoffs are up next, next weekend. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders played a number of their backup guys in a 24-3 loss in Hamilton on Saturday. Now the Riders will host the Calgary Stampeders in the West Semifinal on Sunday, 3.30 game time at Mosaic Stadium. The East Semifinal features Montreal up against Hamilton. And by the way, the weather looks decent right now. Long rains for this coming Sunday. We'll check the weather in just a couple of minutes. And Canada's Olympic curling trials continue today up in Saskatoon. Two draws. Brad Gushu takes his undefeated 2-0 record into a game against John Epping. Also unbeaten, Brad Jacobs taking on winless Brendan Botcher. Today's men's draw starts at 2 o'clock. In the women's evening draw, the highlight might be the 3-0 Jennifer Jones rank taking on the 2-1 Casey Scheidegger rank. That's a 7 o'clock start in the women's draw up in Saskatoon. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. Mostly cloudy. Now, the forecast this morning said a mix of sun and cloud and then sunny. But now they're saying mostly cloudy. Okay, so we'll go with that. Wind south at 20, gusting to 40. Today, the high, plus 4. Tonight, a few clouds, low minus 2. Tomorrow, sunshine with increasing afternoon cloud. Wind northwest, 20, gusting to 40. Tomorrow's high, plus 4. Cloudy, maybe some flurries overnight Tuesday with a low of minus 13. Sunny breaks on Wednesday, high minus 9. Thursday, sunny, high plus 2. And Friday, sunshine with a high of plus 6. And as mentioned, the weather looks decent for uh, the West semifinal. Saskatchewan hosting uh, Calgary on Sunday. And the forecast is for sunny skies and a high of plus 1.
Yesterday's high in Moose Jaw, minus 2. Normal high at this time of year is minus 2. Normal low, minus 12. Record high, 17 degrees, set back in 1954. And the record low, minus 30, set seven years ago, no, eight years ago in 2013. Sun came up at 828, and the sun goes down today at 509. This hour, Moose Jaw, cloudy, plus 3. Regina, minus 3. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, plus 2. Rockland, Coronac, plus 2. Swift Current, plus 2. Elbow, minus 2. Davidson, Watrous, minus 5. Once again, Assiniboia, plus 2. Regina, minus 3. And with the wind out of the south at 17 and the relative humidity at 62%, it is plus 3 in Moose Jaw. Well, good winter travel conditions for those of you heading up to Saskatoon for the Olympic curling trials or into Regina for Agribition. We'll check the road report next. Heartland at noon, 800 CHAB. It's fall, which means it's time to fall in love with a great deal on tires. Save up to $200 on a set of four select tires until December 11th. Book your appointment today at FountainTire.com. Financing options available. Fountain Tire. We're on this road together. In a world where yield robbers like Clubroot and Blackleg lurk in the soil, one canola hybrid has the stem to take a stand. CS3000TF, a high-yielding TrueFlex canola hybrid from Canterra Seeds. Featuring second-generation Clubroot and multigenic Blackleg resistance with the flexible rate and timing of TrueFlex canola with Roundup Ready technology. Visit Canterra.com to order CS3000TF from your preferred retailer today. Always read and follow grain marketing and stewardship requirements and best aside label directions. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report on The Heartland at Noon for My Addictions Clothing Boutique Town and Country Mall. Full fashions for sizes small to 2XL at My Addictions Clothing Boutique Town and Country Mall. Well, this morning, Saskatchewan Highways had some uh, pavement frost possible west of Moosia, but that's apparently all cleared up. The uh, interactive map all colored black throughout southern Saskatchewan. In fact, all the way to Saskatoon on Highway 11. Good seasonal driving conditions, which means you can still find an icy patch or a slippery section here and there, but, but good for this time of year. Locally, not a lot going on. Uh, most of the projects have been wrapped up, but there is a big hole in the, uh, well, the side of the road and... Uh, Adjacent to a front yard on 4th Northeast, just north of Fairford Street, so be careful of that over on the east side. Also on East End, a sewer and water relay project on Wolf Avenue between Saskatchewan and Hall Streets. And the 1100 block of Montgomery, sewer and water relay work there over on the west side. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. Selling new cars and trucks is a tough business these days, and it's all because of supply chain interruptions. Driving past any dealer lot tells the story. There are more empty than filled stalls as auto factories struggle to finish new units that can be shipped to franchisees across the country. The biggest issue here is microchips. Manufacturers, mostly in China, simply can't keep up as entire cities over there are shut down to combat COVID or power shortages trigger blackouts and factory closures. That translates into shortages throughout the system as shippers are backlogged, ports are clogged, and there aren't enough drivers to fill the trucks that are needed to get the finished goods to their final destinations. Now here's the latest numbers on new vehicle sales in this province. In September, that's the most recent data we have, sales of new vehicles in Saskatchewan were in the neighborhood of 
30% lower than the same month a year ago. 4,600 last year, 3,300 this year. And August was about the same, so this looks like more of a trend than a blip. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. Trade bowling for bowling at South Hill Bowling Center. Party on with Rock and Glow Bowling all weekend. Book your Christmas parties now before the prime spots are filled. Fully licensed with automatic scoring. For reservations, call 693-0955. Urban Cellars has a large selection of wines from around the world and local selections from right here in Canada. Right now, get $3 off all of their exclusive wines. Only at Urban Cellars, located on South Hill and happily serving all of Moose Jaw. This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. It's a story you can see on discovermoosejaw.com right now. Current drug trends in Moose Jaw information session tonight. This is Addictions Awareness Week across the country, and uh, this uh, session tonight is a part of that. Several local organizations coming together to host an informational session about the current drug trends in Moose Jaw, including the Moose Jaw Police Service and the Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy. The event will cover topics like what you can do to prevent or respond to drug use, firsthand experience from first responders, and the different recreational drugs that are being used right here at home. Mary Lee Booth is the chair of the local Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. She uh, spent her uh, career in social work uh, and as a registered psychologist. And that was before moving uh, into administration with mental health and addictions right here in the local region. And uh, the chair of the Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. Thanks for being here today, Mary Lee. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show, Rob. Tell me about your work on the Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. It's It's been up and running for a couple of years now. Is that accurate? Um, well, yes, actually, it started in 2019, and the committee um, had a drop-in coffee event in the spring of 2019, and they actually had over 70 people attend that event, so that was um demonstrated the interest that people had in learning about the crystal meth crisis in Moose Jaw. So they did have a few meetings in 2019, but of course 2020 hit and you know what happened then. So the committee's work just was kind of put to a pause at that point, but um, they decided uh, that they really wanted to do a prevention and awareness campaign and really making the Moose Jaw and area community aware of the dangers of crystal meth. Um, So uh, 2021 was a year that we did our prevention and awareness campaign. Well, you've certainly done a good job with uh, information and communication. Uh, you've been in touch with us on a number of occasions. And, and in fact, we've had a number of stories over the course of the past couple of years. Uh, the talk, I mean, with you and, and the Moose Jaw Police Service talking about what a problem uh, crystal meth is and, and what sort of damage it's, it's doing to people. And I, I think, uh, people are starting to realize now, uh, it's, uh, it's just not, uh, it's not homeless people that are living outside and living downtown that are on crystal meth. There's people like you and me that are, that are hooked on crystal meth. There's people from all walks of life that get hooked on this nasty drug. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So one thing that we are communicating to people is that crystal meth does not discriminate. So you can be, like you said, of any age or gender or socioeconomic status. Um, if you try crystal meth for the first time, you may be one of those unlucky people that just get hooked the very first time. Um, so 
you know, it gets that icy hand and grabs whoever you are. It doesn't matter, you know, like I said, what age or gender, socioeconomic status. I know there's uh, some people listening who uh, will never see and, of course, will never try crystal meth. But but for, for their sake, it's um, it's... In a nutshell, it's a nasty concoction of chemicals, and if you put it all together, it just turns into like a, a wow factor drug. It just it's it's like speed; it'll pick you up. People who do crystal meth can stay awake for for days at a time as long as they still have the drug, uh, and and the the impacts on on health is is just absolutely uh, awful, mental uh, and physical. The first time I ever heard about crystal meth, Mary Lee, and I got to thinking about this this morning. Probably 25 years ago, maybe a little more. Uh, and I recall back in the mid nineties, uh, people were, were talking about how it's, um, it's, um, an alternative, a cheaper alternative to cocaine. And, and that's why people were picking up on it 25 years ago, right? Yeah, you're right. It is not a new drug. And in fact, it, uh, methamphetamine has been around since like World War II. They were using it for soldiers to keep them alert and, and doing their jobs. So, um, but over the past six, years, I think we've noticed in Moose Jaw anyways, and a lot of the, the, you know, actually a lot of Saskatchewan has noticed the increase in usage. So like I said, I came from healthcare, so we were noticing that a lot more people were coming in crystal meth affected through our emergency department and through the inpatient mental health unit. Um, Our police friends were noticing that they were in contact with a lot more people on a daily basis. And today I am hearing daily and more, uh, where they are coming upon people and, you know, they um, are interacting with people, not because of crystal meth, but maybe the traffic stop or something, but they are finding crystal meth a lot these days um, with our police services. And of course, EMS is come is having to respond to people who have, um, you know, health crises associated with crystal meth. So there's, there is a lot more... Um, um, activity in crystal meth now than there was, let's say, six, six seven years ago. So tell us about the work of, of your committee. I, I know you, you brought together a number of groups with an eye on, on communication and education. That, that was the goal to start, right? Yeah, that is right. And so really what we're doing, or there's a couple of things, what the goal really is to prevent individuals from using in the first place. Because as you said, crystal meth is a very potent, dangerous drug. And so if people people try it for the first time, sometimes they get addicted. And it is one of the most difficult um, drugs to get off. Um, There is hope in treatment, but it is very difficult. And so we rather that people don't try it in the first place. So that's what we're doing is trying to warn people of the dangers. The other thing that we are doing this year is just talking to, like we said earlier, about the fact that crystal meth does not discriminate. So it isn't just the people who are, you know, let's say in your backyard looking for pop bottles or going through your car. It is anybody. And and um, we really want to increase the awareness of the stigma that's associated with any substance use. Um, people don't intend to get addicted, but sometimes for whatever reason, they try something and the lifestyle may consume them. And so um, we really want people to understand how, especially crystal meth, affects the brain. And it does change brain chemistry. And um, it, it makes people do things that they wouldn't normally do. So we just really want to, um, uh, people to be aware of that so that they can look upon people with um, substance use disorder with compassion and empathy and understanding. 
You know, I just told this story about a week ago uh, when we were talking about uh, Addictions Awareness Week and, and we were talking about, about crystal meth. Um, uh, I had a young woman just a, mm, a month or so ago now ask me for a ride one day. And, I mean, she looked a little sketchy, but I looked around. I didn't see any threat. And she wasn't going very far. And it was pretty chilly out and she wasn't properly dressed. And I said, okay. And so she had a mask, so we both masked up, and, and I gave her uh, a ride to where she wanted to go. And she uh, told me her story in a nutshell, uh, and I think she said she's 21 years old and told me she's a crystal meth addict. She also told me she doesn't want to be a crystal meth addict, but she got on it, and she can't get off of it. And if she doesn't have it, she gets what they call drug sick. She gets physically ill. So she doesn't want that. So she wants to, she has to, she has to take the meth. It's just such a vicious cycle. Um, have you come into contact with, with people like this? And, and how can we, how can the crystal meth strategy and the Moose Jaw Police Service, how can we help these people? I'm assuming we are helping them. Mm-hmm. And we do, we have a couple of champions actually that we're working very closely with. A um, couple of people who we uh, know that have lived experience with crystal meth and are in recovery. And, and like I said earlier, it's one of the most difficult drugs to, to get off, but there is hope. And so, um, you know, we really try to tell people too that if, if when people are at the point of readiness to look at getting, um, addressing their crystal meth issue, there's help um, through um, a, like a 12 step program or mental health and addiction services at the hospital. Um, if you phone the police services and ask for the PACT team, the police and crisis team, they can be of assistance too to connect people with, with the right service. So there's somebody listening right now who has a problem with crystal meth or perhaps a family member has a problem. Is that a good place to start, Moose Jaw Police Service? Well, um, the PAC team will do what they can to connect people. They're so good at doing that. Um, Mental Health and Addiction Services at the Wigmore Hospital is is also a really good resource. Ask for the intake worker, tell them your story, and they can get you connected with something. Very good. Uh, tonight, the session, uh, 7 o'clock at the uh, Art Museum Theater, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the limited seating, there there are 60 seats, uh, but do you expect there to be room if someone's listening right now and, and would like to, to learn more? Oh, I hope people come. Yeah, we've actually had this uh, current drug trends presentation done um, through the schools before in previous years. And there always seem to be a lot of parents who are really interested in knowing what's out there, what are their kids exposed to. So they, you know, uh, yeah, we'd love people to come out. 7 o'clock, Library uh, Art Museum Theater, 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, again, um, attendance is, is free to attend, but there, there are limited uh, seats, about 60. Masking mandatory and proof of immunization also required for tonight's session. Mary Lee Booth, the chair of the local Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. And I understand uh, that, that your work with the committee, the committee's kind of winding down right now. Is that correct? Uh, the work of the Crystal Meth Strategy Committee is going to wind down in about a month's time because they, this is a project, so the project has a start and an end, and they really they did the work of this year to do the prevention and awareness campaign. So, um, yeah, the, we, we've recommended that the issue of drug strategy be um, transferred over to the community-based coalition table. Um, drugs really are an issue that is multi-sectoral. It's a multi-sectoral, multi-agency problem, therefore, 
deserves a multi-agency, multi-sectoral solution. So the uh, community-based coalition that we're hoping that they'll be able to put that on their agenda as a standing agenda item, and um, there may be more projects in the future. Very good. Thank you um, so much for all you do in our community. Thanks for doing this today. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Heartland at noon, CHAB. Souls Harbor Rescue Mission is building a new facility right here in Moose Jaw. Have you purchased your 50-50 tickets yet? Tickets can be purchased one for $20, five for $50, 20 for 100 or 100 tickets for $250. Simply visit the website at shrmsk5050.ca. All the proceeds will be used to construct the new building. The draw date is December 3rd, and you could be the winner. 800 CHAB is the Heartland's home for the greatest hits of all time. And we're bringing you more of the music you love with the Rock and Roll Oldies Show. Saturdays at 4 and Sundays at 9. Brought to you by Moose Jaw Funeral Home, the Park Hotel, Great Canadian Oil Change, and the greatest hits of all time. 800 CHAB. It's not just fully managed digital ad campaigns. It's freeing up time to spend with your family. It's not just monthly insights from marketing experts. It's having more time to actually run your business. It's also not just handing over the keys to your marketing strategy. It's partnering with local experts to get back your time to focus on what matters. Because it's not just marketing. It's Homefield. See how Homefield can save you time at myhomefield.ca. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The latest on COVID-19, the provincial government reporting 185 new cases of COVID-19 on the weekend. That was Saturday, so they reported this yesterday. The numbers did improve. Um, The province reported 62 new cases yesterday. So 185 new cases Saturday and then 62 cases yesterday. I just want to get that straight. Also, 181 new recoveries are on the books, uh, dropping the active total to 1,047. So we got 150 people still in hospitals across the province, and that's down five from Saturday, 36 people in intensive care units. The new cases include five more in the local south-central zone, we were at 46 active cases at this time on Friday. We're now down to 44 as of yesterday. So again, trending in the right direction. Uh, and again, 1,047 cases considered active. Uh, almost one-third of the new cases are in the age category 11 or under. And with that, the government of Saskatchewan today rolling out the plan to get vaccine for our children. Uh, and uh, here's what the news release reads in part. Health Canada has now approved the COVID-19 Pfizer vaccine for use in 5- to 11-year-olds, and more than 112,000 doses of the vaccine are expected to arrive in Saskatchewan within days, enough to immunize every child in that age group. Parent or guardian consent, of course, will be required. So the Saskatchewan Health Authority will offer the pediatric vaccines across the province in 221 clinics in 141 communities. A variety of clinics will be offered, including walk-in, booked appointments, and extended hours for added convenience. Vaccinations will also be available for 5- to 11-year-olds from Indigenous Services Canada, Northern Intertribal Health Authority, and participating pharmacies. 
Clinics will also be delivered in more than 100 schools with a focus on ensuring parent or guardian attendance to support the children. Information on in-school clinics will be shared with parents and students directly, and information on locations of participating pharmacies will uh, also be updated on the government website when the pharmacies have received their supply of pediatric vaccine. So uh, that's certainly encouraging news, and that's the latest on COVID-19. Hey, let's uh, take a little trip to uh, Canadian Western Agribition, shall we? As uh, soon as I get that, okay, there it is. We've got it. Canadian Western Agribition underway today for the first time in two years. Our Haley Shirky has more. Agribition starts today, and I talked to CEO of Canadian Western Agribition, Chris Lane, to talk about what you can expect from the event this week. How does it feel to be able to have an Agribition again? <laughs> Well, in one word, it feels amazing. Um, you know, this is something that was that was hard on the organization, any event organization, to be able um, to have to skip a year of what we do. Um, but really what it's done is, is sort of build the enthusiasm and build the excitement uh, within Agribition. And, um, you know, we're excited when people are excited to come see us. And that's what we're seeing here um, as exhibitors have loaded in over the weekend um, and seeing the buzz in the, in the city and in the region again has sure been nice. So what can people expect from Agribition this year? Is there any new events happening? Yeah, we've always got a few new things on the schedule. Uh, one, of the, one of the big things this year is uh, we're bringing back uh, the Knights of Valor Jousting show on Tuesday night in the Brand Centre, which is a, a bit of a fan favourite here. It's a really unique event, so um, these guys dressed up as, as knights in shining armour for real. Um, go on a, a head-to-head jousting competition, and then they've actually upped the game this year with some sword fighting displays as well. So it'll be really unique and really interesting. Uh, of course, the Maple Leaf Finals Rodeo uh, takes over the Brant Centre starting Wednesday, so one of the best rodeos in Canada for sure. Certainly a great atmosphere in that building. In terms of something new, we've got the Agribition Barbecue Supreme competition, so we're hosting uh, top chefs and, and grill masters from all over the country as they compete to get to the Kansas City World Championship, so it will probably be the tastiest aggribition we've ever had. And then, of course, we've got uh, a free skate in one of the hockey rinks. is actually called The Pond. So for anybody who wants to come down and bring the skates, go for a bit of a spin on the ice, we're set up to host you that way too. Wow, so definitely no slowing down for you guys, which is awesome. It's awesome that people can get out and do things that we kind of all used to and miss doing now for sure. Well, that's a big part of it. I think Agribition brings a lot of people together from, from different parts, right? It's a, it's a great way to sort of mix the urban and rural uh, folks and lifestyles together. So, you know, there's lots of shopping, over 300 trade show booths. That's, you know, one of the greatest things about, uh, about you know, coming down to Agribition is finding some maybe unique gifts or, or whatever you might want to put under the tree ahead of Christmas and then mix it with some, some fantastic Western uh, entertainment. So things like a ranch rodeo or mounted shooting or uh, today's a big day for our chore team competitions, all the heavy horse stuff that happens in the Brand Centre, stock dogs, I mean, you name it. We've got more than 90 events happening in the next uh, six days. So uh, I can guarantee you that if you come down to the show, you're probably not going to be able to see it all, uh, but you will have a good time. The last time I went to Agribition, I think I was in grade five, and I just remember it being the best field trip that I ever went on. It was <laughs> you know, so that's fun. one of the things that I hear about lots in this job is, um, oh, I went to Agribition with my school or with my family when I was a kid and I loved it. And I think that really shows the importance of, of showing kids, 
you know, agriculture, working agriculture up close. Um, you know, all the animals uh, sure, sure don't hurt, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, not only is it a great environment and exciting one for kids, but it's also really educational. And I think in this province in particular, that's an important part of what we do. So, you know, we've always got uh, exhibits and displays and, um, you know, it's a pretty welcoming place for families especially. Yeah, definitely, especially here because I think agriculture is a huge part of our our lives in Saskatchewan, so it's good to to let people know about it early on. I think that's what's really supported Agribition through 50 years and celebrating 50 years this year is, you know, it gives us a bit of time to reflect on, on that agriculture community and those roots in this province. And, and you know, for once a year, every November, um, we really come together as a community and celebrate it, and that's what ha- happens at Agribition, and that's the magic of it. So, um, you know, it's important uh, not only to us as an organization to be able to put on the show, but I think it's important to the community as a whole that uh, that these types of events are here to celebrate agriculture in this province. Absolutely. And so my next question is about um, COVID-19 protocol. It is unfortunately just our reality that we do have to kind of make a plan when it comes to COVID-19. So what what are you guys doing for that? Yeah, we've worked uh, for several months with our partners in the government and our partners here at uh, Real on the Grounds uh, around how do we build and deliver a safe event plan. So that's everything from um, uh, vaccine and testing checks at the gates before you even really get onto the property uh, to lots of signage around what the current public health orders are around, um, you know, masking and, and things like that. So it's certainly been something we've been thinking about for a long time, and uh, we've had several plans ready to go as the situation has changed around COVID. Um, and so right now we've got a, a plan, like we said, that we've worked on with, with lots of experts and lots of partners along the way here, and uh, it's in full swing. So uh, when people come down to the grounds, it's probably a good idea to know to have your, your vaccination proof ready to go uh, or your negative test and um, you know be ready to show that at the gate. Yes, for sure. Especially planning an event, which I'm sure Agribition is planned quite far in advance. It would be difficult to kind of figure out what the guidelines for COVID is going to be at the time of the event, because it's always changing, right? Yeah, well, COVID is sure, you know, it's it's been uh, a moving target in the last year, that's for sure, depending on where the cases are at and depending on what the public health advice is. And so we watch all that closely. And, you know, our goal is to put on an event that's, um, you know, safe and makes people feel safe that, uh, that we're, we're, we're doing as best we can to, to, to create an environment that um, uh, obviously takes that into account. So, uh, yeah, there's been several different versions of this as, as the situation has changed over the last year. But, um, you know, like I said, thanks to the experts and the help that we get along the way here, I think we've got a pretty good plan and we're, we're certainly confident that it's going to be a safe event. Chris Lane, CEO, Agribition. Show's underway today. All the information you need, schedules, at agribition.com. It's back. First time in two years. That's awesome. We'll uh, take a time out. Sticking with egg. Hawks Agro. I want to say Hawks Agro Moose Job, but Hawks Agro everywhere across southwest Saskatchewan. Expanding facilities and services. My friend Derek Freeman will join us to explain next. Heartland at noon, 800-CHAB.
imitate your canola's traits. Not your seed company. CS4000 LL from Cantera Seeds is a high-yielding Liberty Link canola hybrid featuring club root and black leg resistance with excellent straight-cut performance. CS4000 LL joins Cantera Seeds' full lineup of herbicide-tolerant and disease-resistant canola hybrids to give you the options you want with the performance you need. One seed company for your full rotation. Visit Cantera.com to order CS4000 LL from your preferred retailer today. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store knows that you enjoy nights of cards, games, and laughter. You gather with neighbors, family, and friends for eggnog lattes, cold beer, or a glass of Pinot Noir. The Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store is for the host, for the guest, for you. Stocked for the holiday season with competitive pricing, specials, and giveaways. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op Liquor Store purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Lester Ward with the Salvation Army in Moose Jaw. This Christmas season is a one-off love, joy, and caring for one another. Sadly, not everyone in our community will have a meal or a warm place this Christmas, but you can help. Volunteer to assist at one of our kettle locations in Moose Jaw. Let's all work together to help families in need. Call the Salvation Army at 692-5899 to volunteer. You can also donate online at moosejawsalvationarmy.ca. Hey, this is Mike from Pastimes Photography and Gifts. For 22 years, we have been the perfect gift store for any special occasion. We offer a huge selection of delicious retro candy and chocolate mousse fudge, perfect for any sweet tooth. You also need to check out our selection of home decor, including many repurposed one-of-a-kind pieces of furniture. As well, don't forget our specialty while you wait, old-time photography. Through the good times and bad, thanks for 22 years from Pastimes Photography and Gifts. Gifts galore from ceiling to floor. You're listening to 800 CHAB along with us at LBBD Auto Body. Hi, I'm Terry, and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. We're off to Hawks Agro, where Derek Freeman joins us via telephone to talk about some exciting news. Uh, expansion at Hawks Agro. Uh, for those who don't know, Hawks Agro is, uh, well, an arm of JGL and uh, operates uh, pretty much on the same property on Highway 1 west of Moose Jaw. Is that accurate, Derek? Yeah, we, uh, we have an office here in Moose Jaw and then uh, six other retail locations. Yeah, tell us about the the six other retail locations. They're spread out around uh, southern Saskatchewan. Yeah, southwestern Saskatchewan. So we have uh, Central Butte, Strongfield, Swift Current, Neville, Gravelberg, and Rollo, as well as the Moose Jaw location. Awesome. Pretty exciting uh, and uh, ever-expanding business. And actually uh, expanding uh, the operation right here in Moose Jaw. Tell us about that. Yeah, we're in the process of uh, building a 30,000-square-foot chemical warehouse to, uh, you know, like expand our our uh, footprint around the Moose Jaw area and then serve as a central distribution hub for all our other locations. Very good. And at Hawks Agro, of course, it's all about uh, the local farm. Tell us about the, uh, the services and the products that you offer to local area farmers. Yeah, like we have a, a different service offering than most retails. Uh, we have uh, 
a large presence in the custom application of uh, fertilizer and chemical. We've recently purchased another brand new John Deere uh, floater that applies fertilizer and uh, granular chemical. What what is a, a floater? That's a it's a it's more or less like a big sprayer with uh, a granular chemical box and a granular fertilizer box that applies anywhere up to 500 pounds an acre of your desired product of fertilizer. Okay. At a very high rate of speed. Okay, so this is a, a custom job, a custom service that you do for the farmer. Yeah, you bet. No, you can just phone any of our locations and uh, book your acres. Uh, we have capacity to do about 160 to 170,000 acres. Wow. Spring and fall? Yeah, you bet. And we can apply throughout the winter as long as the snow doesn't get too deep. Yeah, okay. Wow. Uh, and is that a unique service? In Western Canada, it's it's growing somewhat, but in the Midwest United States, where they grow lots of corn, it's a, it's a big part of a retail business in the U.S. Well, it's pretty exciting. I mean, years ago, uh, you know, like 20, 25 years ago, people talked about uh, how we had to expand uh, our agriculture uh, business, our agriculture sector with, quote-unquote, value-added. Well, here you are, you're expanding and, and, and really offering, offering value-added to local area farmers. Yeah, no, we're pretty excited about it. And, uh, you know, we just want to continue to grow in, in southwestern Saskatchewan and, and uh Hopefully these farmers can get a, a decent growing season next year. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. Uh, the the fall moisture certainly uh, has been welcome. Hopefully we get some uh, some snow this winter too to get a, a good start in the spring. And speaking of expansion, uh, you're always interested in expanding your customer base at Hawks Agro. How do we get in touch with you? Yeah, you can uh, give us a call at any of our retail locations, or if you're right around Moose Jaw here, just give us a shout at. Uh, Six two four two three nine nine, and ask for Derek or Jeff. Okay, very good. And you also have an online presence. Yeah, you bet. www.hawksagro.com. Anything else we need to add today, my friend? I don't think so. I think that's that's pretty well covers it. Okay. Well, thanks very much for this, and uh, and good luck with the expansion. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. No problem, Rob. Good guy there, Derek Freeman, Hawks Agro. We got reminiscing about. Uh, he's been in the agriculture business for decades now, and. And I think it was, well, I think a couple of different organizations merged like 15, 20 years ago. And they were AgriCorps United, and he had a he had a fertilizer place over on the east side, and they bought some advertising, so we were doing a story on, on opening the new, uh, the new outlet. And I mentioned I was uh, in the market for some fertilizer myself, going to get some for the lawn. He said, well, here, you can, you can have some of this. I was like, what? He said, yeah, you just take some. So I didn't need much, so it gave me about like what would have been a bag full, and I put it on the lawn, and and the lawn wouldn't quit growing. That's the last time I fertilized my lawn. I had to cut it like three times a week for a month. <laughs> ah, congratulations, Derek Freeman and Hawks Agro on their expansion. We'll take a time out. We'll be back. Talk a little volleyball next. Peacock Girls, Provincial 4A Girls Champions. They're celebrating today. Co-coach Krista Caplet on the radio next. Heartland at noon, CHAB. It's not just a logo. It's the essence of what your business represents. It's not just a business card. It's putting your business in the hands of your customers. 
It's not just starting a new business. It's how to marry your passion with what your community needs most. It's connecting with your clients every day and driving your business further. Because it's not just marketing, it's Homefield. See how Homefield can help your new business at myhomefield.ca. Class is in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB. What started out as a prank on his brother turned into one of the biggest hits that Randy Bachman would ever write. You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet was never supposed to be recorded. Bachman wrote the song teasing his brother Gary, who had a stutter. When record execs heard the song, they knew they had a hit on their hands and convinced BTO to record it for their album. The song would go on to top the Billboard Hot 100 chart, sell over a million copies, and ultimately help Randy's brother overcome his stutter. This has been another Rock and Roll History lesson brought to you by Halstead Denture Clinic. Call Lynn, the third generation, for all your denture needs. Inspiration Decor MJ, voted best paint store in Moose Jaw, featuring Benjamin Moore Paint, established in 1883. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Moose Jaw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Today, it'll stay mainly cloudy wind coming from the south at 20 kilometers per hour and gusting to 40 this afternoon, and we'll see a high of plus 4. Then tonight, a few clouds, a low of minus 2, and a wind chill of minus 8 overnight. Then tomorrow morning, sunny, it'll get a bit cloudy in the afternoon. Wind from the northwest at 20 kilometers per hour, gusting up to 40, a high of plus 4, and a wind chill of minus 7 tomorrow morning. Then tomorrow night, cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries and a low of minus 13. Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of minus 9. Thursday, sunny with a high of plus 2. And Friday, sunny with a high of plus 6. The Chamber of Commerce has received more rapid test kits available for the public. Go to 88 Saskatchewan Street East to grab a kit for your household. For complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Catherine Ludwig. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Our thanks again to Mary Lee Booth for joining us on The Heartland at Noon today. Always a pleasure to talk to Mary Lee, and uh, what a wonderful job she and the others have been doing with the uh, Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee. She, uh, before she left, also, uh, we just ran out of time. We could have still had her here. There's so much to talk about when it comes to to uh, drug trends and, and crystal meth. Tonight's session, again, on, on drug trends in Moose Jaw, open to the public, open to moms and dads and teachers, 7 o'clock at the uh, Library Art Museum Theater. There are also a number of other sessions, informational, educational, coming up this week. You can see it all for yourself on the Moose Jaw Crystal Meth Strategy Committee Facebook page. Also, Mary Lee wanted to get the word out that naloxone uh, is available today. It can save the life of someone um, overdosing on opioids. All you have to do, uh, if you're an addict or if you know an addict, to get some is stop in at the John Howard Society today. That's at 15 Hoshalaga Street West, downtown Moose Jaw. From 1.30 till 3.30, you can get a free naloxone kit or Narcan nasal spray. Uh, so again, if, if you're an addict or you know someone who is, 
uh, you should have this stuff. It's a free naloxone kit or Narcan nasal spray available from 1.30 till 3.30 today at the John Howard Society, 15 Hochelaga Street West. So uh, our Peacock girls beat Martinsville and rival Central on their way to the championship match where they beat North Battleford's John Paul II, two sets to one, winning the Provincial 4A High School Volleyball Championship. Krista Kaplett, co-coach at Peacock, on the phone this morning with our Haley Shirky. We were very excited. We went there, you know, with the mindset that we would just take it one game at a time. So to be in that final at all was a huge achievement for us. We've we've um, gone to a medal match every tournament we've been to, but we had yet to receive a gold. So we were pretty excited that that was the tournament the girls decided to really go for that gold. And they didn't give up. They fought and they fought until until they got um, until they achieved their goal basically. So we were really proud of them. And so yeah, do you want to just tell us kind of about the weekend and the game? Sure. We went 3-1 in our pool, so there was two separate pools of five teams. So we, the only game that we lost was actually to North Battleford, which is the team that we played in the final there. So we lost to them early Saturday morning. We just, I think we just didn't perform while the girls maybe were a little tired or, or whatever it was, but they just, they, we didn't have a great game. So it was actually really nice to get that redemption too and to show that, that we were better than, than we had shown that Saturday morning. But we, we played them, and then we had to cross over. So we got second in our pool, and we had to play third in the other pool against Meadow Lake in the quarterfinals. And we, we beat them. It was, it was a hard match as well. I don't think that there was really an easy match for us. Every single one, we, we fought, and we had to stay concentrated and do what we need to do to win. Um, then the next semifinal game, we had to play Central. So we knew either way one of us, was going to the gold and one was going to the bronze. So we were excited that at least two Musha teams would have a shot at a medal. So it was kind of nice um, in that way that, you know, neither of us were sending someone home or anything like that. So it was nice to play Central and know that both of us had a shot at a medal at that point. So we, we did defeat Central there, um, and they moved to the bronze and placed ended up placing fourth, and we moved on to the gold. Um, and like I said, we saw North Battleford again which was really nice for us to, to see that team. They had a couple of really good hitters. Um, they had some really good servers. So it was, it was a difficult match for us, but we were happy that in the end we came out on top. Our passing was much better than it was in the morning. Our serves were much better. We had um, a lot of parent support, a lot of cheering. Um, and then other teams, some players stayed to watch too and cheer us on too, which was really nice, you know, to get that, that feeling and that momentum going. Um, even our hitting and our tip placement, we've really been working on where we need to put the ball at what point in time and who we need to set at what point in time and things like that. And our girls, they really were using their volleyball IQ, which is something we've been kind of pushing all year to try and use that volleyball IQ and do the right thing at the right time. And it just all seemed to, to come together in that one game. So we are really excited about that. Um, you know, to get a medal is, is a big accomplishment, but to see them play the best that they can play at that point in time, that was really the, the true reward in that game. Um, you never want to end your season on, you know, a bad game or a game where you didn't pass well or serve well or anything like that. But we ended, honestly, I think, on the best that we could be. Awesome. Way to go. Peacock. And our thanks to Krista Kaplett, co-coach, along with my buddy Lauren Polupski, the Peacock Senior Girls uh, Provincial 4A Volleyball Champions. Inflation. It's starting to hit us hard in the pocketbook. More on that story on my daily commentary coming up next.
800 CHAB, connecting the community. I'm Sharon Church. Here's Kristen from the Royal Canadian Legion, Branch 59. The Royal Canadian Legion is throwing our annual Christmas Trade Fair fundraiser on December 4th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and December 5th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We will be holding the trade fair in the southeast side of the mall in the old Safeway. We will have approximately 40 vendors, food and drinks, and some raffles to enter. Admission will be by donation to the Legion. We will require proof of double vaccination or a negative COVID test. Please pop in and help support your local Legion and vendors. Our fundraiser is sponsored by Town & Country Mall. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. Roto's Pizza. Serving Moose Jaw since 1963. The best in town and you know it. And Community Service Radio. 800 CHAB. At Bear, obstacle is opportunity. We learn from the past. We innovate. Like adding buteo start to our DeKalb canola to fight against flea beetles. Our next-generation DeKalb TruFlex canola hybrids offer enhanced pot integrity for straight cutting with confidence and superior weed control. Start strong. Control better. Depend on DeKalb TruFlex canola for an easier, faster, smoother harvest. DeKalb, the seed for every season. Always follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Having trouble finding the perfect stocking stuffer for your nature-loving friends and family? Hey, it's Brendan Labatt, and I'm a proud member of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Did you know that every SWF membership supports outdoor education opportunities for over 25,000 Saskatchewan youth and adults each year? You can support this great initiative this holiday season by becoming a member of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. To get your membership or to find out more, visit swf.sk.ca or call 1-877-SWF-WILD. Meanwhile, back at Moose Jar via Marine. Good morning, Moose Jar via Marine. Uh, hi. I'm thinking of purchasing a fifth-wheel camper for my family. Genius. We'll make it easy with our all-inclusive advantage. Like a resort. Yes, but better. Every trailer from Moose Jar via Marine gets you an exclusive floor plan, no payments for six months, free electrical hookups, TV, battery, propane, pre-delivery inspection. OMG! On-site financing and cash for customer referrals. But I don't have a truck yet. Well, we'll deliver. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at MooseJarRVMarine.com. Yeah. This year is the 30th anniversary of the Festival of Trees. The festival, a homegrown Christmas, will be live-streamed December 4th. Host your very own festival party, don your best, log on for free, and have a homegrown Christmas with friends in the comfort of your home. To register your festival party and for more information on how you can support our healthcare champions at the Dr. F.H. Wigmore Regional Hospital, visit mjhf.org or call 694 We hear about it in the news on a regular basis, but do you pay much attention to the stories regarding the rate of inflation? Stats Canada reported the annual pace of inflation in October rose to 4.7%, the largest year-over-year gain in the Consumer Price Index in almost 19 years. We can blame the pandemic, snags in the supply chain, and record-setting prices for gasoline. These things are also in part to blame for rising prices for groceries. Have you noticed price increases at your favorite restaurant? If not, it's likely you will, soon. One local restaurateur put it in perspective for me when he shared some numbers. A case of chicken wings was $45 a year ago. He's paying $175 this month. Oh, and the takeout boxes for pickup and delivery? A box full was $25 a year ago. Today, he's paying $95. 
He said, and I quote, If a local restaurant adds a few dollars to your meal, it's not to get rich. It's to continue to stay in business. I'm Rob Kearney.